it's kind of how you grow up, right? Like, I think you're born either in Iowa or an Iowa State fan, and on that day, you're cheering for your team in the stands. At the end of the day, all Iowans win. You're listening to The Quick Cast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome into The Quick Cast, the official podcast of Quick Trip. My name is Chris Calloway, and I'm joined today by Ryan Sauer and Shannon Texter from Iowa Horn. Ryan, Shannon, welcome to The Quick Cast. Hey, Chris. How are you today? I am great. It is September. We are getting closer to fall, getting closer to football season, and uh, we're excited to talk about Iowa corn and all the cool stuff that we got coming up with our friends, of course, with Quickstar, too. We're excited to be here. Fall always means it's almost time for harvest, so our farmers are getting ready to uh, start rolling in the field, too. Of course, and that's a big one. And Shannon, (laughs) the VP of uh, Communications for Iowa Corn. So just kind of big picture question for you. Um, What does Iowa Corn do? What's the overarching purpose and function of Iowa Corn as an organization? Yeah, so Iowa Corn is the overarching um, organization that represents farmers across the state. So it's comprised of two uh, boards. So we have the Iowa Corn Growers Association. There are 12 farmer directors that serve Um, and are elected by their peers to serve on the Iowa Corn Growers Association that does all of our policy work. So all of our legislative work, setting policies that impact our farmers, the local, state, and federal level, um, serve on the Iowa Corn Growers Association. It's a membership organization, $60 a year to join and have your voice heard on the Hill. And then we have the Iowa Corn Promotion Board um, that is also served by 12 um, farmer elected directors um, that invest the Iowa corn checkoff. So a penny per bushel is collected and invested into research. So researching new uses, how to grow corn more effectively um, and efficiently, getting more uh, productivity and uh, more value out of every kernel. Um, creating new markets, which Ryan can uh, dive into on all levels, um, building new demand for us on the livestock exports and ethanol arena, as well as new uses. And then um, education. So I work a lot in the education arena. So educating um, consumers and decision makers about corn and the farmers that grow it. So the Iowa Corn Promotion Board does all of those things. And uh, our staff, we all, all uh, serve um, both boards and do work on behalf of what we say, Iowa corn. So you might think um, Iowa just grows corn, but the truth is corn grows Iowa. So that's uh, who we work for each and every day. I saw those t-shirts on the website. They look pretty cool, that website, iowacorn.org. So basically the gist of it is, you know, there's so many farmers in the state of Iowa and they're basically reinvesting in an organization that's trying to help further their common good between farms, right? Absolutely. So when they uh, work together, they can be more effective. So one farmer can't do it all alone. So by pulling their resources and their voices, um, they can make a bigger impact. And that's the value that Iowa Corn brings to each and every farmer. And there's so many different uses for corn and such a small fraction of it is the corn on the cob that you can buy at the farmer's market or supermarket. But Tons of other uses for corn. So Ryan, the VP of Market Development with Iowa Corn, what's the connection between Iowa Corn and Quickstar? Well, thank you again for allowing us to join uh, this morning, Chris. You know, I would say uh, Quick Quickstar has a longstanding history with Iowa Corn. You know, when when you go back and look at some of the early adopters of E15 at the pump, 
you know, Quick Start was one of the very, very early adopters. Uh, working with IO Corn side by side, doing a lot of pump promotions, um, you know, engaging with our farmers, making sure that, you know, the the consumers had access to it at the retail side. And so Quickstar has been a great partner for Iowa Corn for many, many years. We appreciate the partnership and uh, we look forward to continuing to help them as they look to continue to offer Unleaded 88 at their pumps. And Unleaded 88 is where you'll see Herky and Cy and the mascots for the University of Iowa and Iowa State because we're trying to encourage people to you know, enjoy the benefits of Unleaded 88 and a little bit of rivalry between the schools, right? That's right. Yeah. So Quick Trip or Quick Trip and Quick Star and Iowa Corn just recently formed a partnership uh, centered around Unleaded 88. So Unleaded 88 really is the centerpiece of Quick Trip's marketing. And we we appreciate that. And it's a it's an opportunity for us to you know highlight the Iowa Corn Cyhawk Series. So Iowa Corn Growers Association is the title sponsor on the Iowa Corn Cyhawk Series. And Working with uh, Quick Star to be able to promote Unleaded 88 through that partnership is really, really exciting. And that rivalry, that Cyhawk series, is is everything I would say in the state of Iowa. I mean, you guys don't have the benefit of a professional sports team, so you know that that weekend when the two football teams square off, uh, that's about as big as it gets in the state, right? It is, and it, it doesn't just expand to the football. Uh, obviously, that's the big event that happens every every September, but it's really going to expand all year long. So this partnership is a partnership that we're starting today and it's going to go all the way through next April. And it's uh, on the, on the quick trip side of things, it's going to include wrapping dispensers with Iowa Hawkeyes and Iowa state cyclones. And we're going to be able to create a competition between the two schools to see who fills up the most with unleaded 88. So that's really cool. There'll be some quarterly prizes, some grand prizes at the end. Uh, But it's, again, it's a really a way to highlight, throughout the entire year, uh, you know, the partnership between Iowa Corn and Quick Trip and, uh, you know, what better way to do it than Iowa State and Iowa rivalry. So how do you describe that rivalry? It's not like truly geographic, you know, there's not like a river running down the middle of the state. How do you describe the the Iowa versus Iowa State rivalry? Everyone in the state pays attention to it, right? Like it is all eyeballs are on it. I think uh, it's when the state comes together and whether, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, we like to say that everyone wins, right? Especially Iowa corn farmers win because over 70% of the state's paying attention to the big football game. Um, but we all show our true colors on that day um, where, you know, you're cheering for your team. It's kind of how you grow up, right? Like I think you're born either an Iowa or an Iowa state fan. And on that day, you're cheering for your team and the stands. But at the end of the day, all Iowans win, right? Like I think it's a, It's a fun day for our state to come together. Um, And, you know, both universities would say whenever there's a matchup between those two schools, which is called the Iowa Corn Cyhawk Series, as Ryan alluded to, you know, we sponsor every matchup. And so uh, it's their biggest crowd throughout the season. Um, It might be, you know, the soccer team just played and volleyball. And, you know, those are the biggest crowds they bring uh, when those two schools uh, match up. So yeah, it's not divided by a river. It's really how you grow up and maybe where you go to school. You know, we, we hear people that uh, grew up as Iowa State fans, but then, you know, they went to Iowa and uh, they, uh, you know, traded on their family. And so uh, they uh, become Iowa fans at that point. So it really is a, a great uh, day for our state and a great series that we love to celebrate. So what about if someone, you know, may have a degree from both schools? How do they approach a, a rivalry like this, Ryan? Well, it's interesting you ask that. I actually have a degree from both schools. 
And uh, so that's that's something I struggle with every day. No, in reality, at the end of the day, they're both great schools. You know, we support both schools. Uh, you know, our corn farmers are uh, from both sides of the state, both sides of the aisle. And so we appreciate all the support from the farmers that we get on both sides. Uh, but I will say for me, I, I go back to you know, where I started at my four-year degree on the cyclone side of things. But at the end of the day, great schools, both of them. Very cool. So back to Unleaded 88. It's, you know, being on, on this side of the border in Wisconsin, you definitely see it more prevalent as you move west into Iowa. And you notice it on the prices too. You know, the prices are certainly a little bit lower than you see uh, on your typical Unleaded 87. But what are the real benefits of, of putting unleaded 88 in your car? Well, you know, first off, you know, within Iowa, we, we have about 42 ethanol plants across the state that produces about four and a half billion gallons of ethanol. So when you talk about, you know, ethanol, it's really a, a locally grown product that is, you know, grown by Iowa farmers. And, you know, as you look at the expansion of E15 over the last 10 years or so, I mean, you go back to 2015, we had 200 stores in the United States that was offering unleaded 88 and today we have over 3,000 stores and Quickstar is a big, big part of that and we appreciate that support. Uh, unleaded 88 is you know, something that was approved back in uh, 2011, so the Environmental Protection Agency back in 2011 approved the use of unleaded 88 for all vehicles 2001 or newer and today about 97% of all the vehicles on the road are 2001 or newer so the vast majority of the vehicles that are on the road today can use this product. The product is is uh, E15, so it's 50, it contains 15% more ethanol. If you look at the vast majority of the fuel that's sold in the United States today, uh, historically speaking, it's 10% ethanol. So this really is only 5% more ethanol. Uh, and the benefits of it is uh, it's higher performance. So when you think about what it does to an engine, it increases horsepower, but it also burns cleaner. Uh, from an environmental perspective, uh, ethanol contains about 46% less greenhouse gas emissions than gasoline. So when you talk about reducing carbon in the atmosphere, unleaded 88 offers that ability to do that. And some other benefits, you know, from an energy security perspective, uh, I think last year with the production, it was about a half a billion uh, barrels of oil that we saved uh, being produced. So when you think about that, uh, that's less oil being imported from a foreign entity, right? And and that's less dependence on foreign oil, and that's good for us. And economically, supports about 300,000 American jobs. And you know, when we talk about supporting American jobs, that also supports Iowa farmers and farmers across the Midwest with a locally grown fuel. And our farmers, they work hard every single day producing food and fuel, and they can do both. They're, we've proven that time and time again that we have the ability to, to produce both food and fuel. And, and do it in a manner that's sustainable as well. So our farmers are doing that every day and we're proud of them for doing that. And I think that sustainability piece is the one that rings true for a lot of people. Obviously, you're saving a couple of bucks at the pump as well, but we talk about fossil fuels. Those are literally old dinosaurs, basically, that mm -hmm. you're, you're putting in your car. Whereas, you know, you can formulate your, your economy, your farmlands and everything to kind of help push this into the future, correct? Yeah, and one thing I forgot to mention on the on the price of the fuel, unleaded 88 will save consumers. Uh, actually, I went to a quick star this morning to fill up. I saved 11 cents a gallon filling up with unleaded 88. I think in 2022, the average was 16 cents a gallon. So, so that's real savings at the pump for consumers. 
you know, when, when you think about agriculture practices and sustainability of, of farmers, you know, if you go back 40 or 50 years ago, uh, farmers were, you know, just doing things much, much differently than they do today. And, and today they're looking at things around strip tilling, uh, no-till, some of those agriculture practices where it's, it's using less fertilizer. And with using less fertilizer, they're still producing more and more corn every single year. So our farmers really care about sustainability. They care about taking care of the land. Uh, they care about taking care of the waterways and making sure that the environment is is safe for future generations. And and so it's it's been really great to see, you know, our farmers be able to do the things that they do and still produce the corn they make to be able to make ethanol into unleaded 88. So obviously your your focus is in the state of Iowa and, you know, branching out into the Midwest. But how does this grow kind of from the heartland of the country over the, the course of all 50 states? Well, across the U.S., we, we produce about we have the ability to produce about 17 billion gallons of ethanol uh, per year. In the United States, uh, we typically consume about 135 billion gallons of gasoline a year. So, you know, at a 10 percent blend, that's 14 ish billion gallons of ethanol uh, at 15 percent blend. That would be higher. Uh, but American farmers all across the U.S., they they uh, they continue to grow more corn and we continue to look for more homes for it. You know, at Iowa Corn, ethanol is our big focus, a big focus for us. Unleaded 88 is a big focus, but we also do things in other areas as well. We we support the U.S. Meat Export Federation. You know, livestock is a large consumer of U.S. corn, and so we support a lot of different things when it comes to livestock, both U.S. and internationally. We also support uh, a lot of export programs as well of corn and DDGs and some of the other products that's produced from corn. Uh, we, we, we're doing programming in Japan. We're doing some programming in Canada. We're doing some programming in Southeast Asia. Uh, I'll be going to Vietnam here in a couple of weeks to actually sit down and, and talk through some ethanol opportunities in that country, along with some of our other state partners. And so, you know, Iowa corn as a whole, you know, unleaded 88 is a huge focus for us and for our farmers, but there's a lot of other things that we do. Uh, when Shannon talked a little bit about our our uh, corn growers association and that those checkoff dollars, we really put a lot of emphasis on growing corn in all forms, whether that's ethanol, DDGs, corn, whatever it might be. And I'm proud to be on the team and proud to help represent that. Yeah, I think it's one thing to know, like for in our state, you know, we're we're proud of our agriculture. Um, obviously, um, we have I think it's six or seven times more pigs than people here in Iowa. Um, you know, there's, there's lots of corn out in our, uh, in our, as you're driving down the highway, you see lots of cornfields and, um, we're proud of our agriculture roots. Um, but you know, we need to, there's a, there's an opportunity as the number one ethanol producing state to, um, you know, our fuel goes, our ethanol goes across the nation across the world, really across the globe. I mean, Ryan's, uh, mission over to Vietnam is really, to look at opportunities to help them clean up their air, right? Um, we've seen benefits of ethanol cleaning up the air here in the U.S. and um, other countries are wanting to do the same there and be more environmental, you know, using more environmentally friendly fuels. So um, I think that's something that we are really proud of, as Ryan mentioned, of the ability to do that, um, you know, and our protein sources, you know, we are blessed with having um, a lot of locally grown food here in Iowa. We have, and, the, and in the Midwest, you know, we have the number one egg producing state, the number one pork producing state, obviously number one corn and ethanol producing state. 
Um, so we eat a lot of um, foods locally grown here, but um, you know, there's only so much you can eat. And uh, the the global population um, is a growing middle class, and they want some of that same great food. And so that is uh, a benefit that we have of being able to uh, provide meat on the global table and or the world's table. Um, so that is some of the work that the promotion board does, um, not just here in Iowa, but uh, across the world. So the picture I have with me and the pork chop on the stick at the Iowa State Fair is just yep. kind of the epitome of what the Iowa can grow, but that's just the tip of the iceberg, right? It is really, yes. <laughs> so you were talking about sustainability. Sustainability Does that ring true to a lot of people even more so than cost, knowing that sort of we have to do better for the environment for future generations? Yeah, I think that's what we've really started to see over the last several years uh, is a, a, an increased focus on a greener environment, making sure that we're taking care of our environment for future generations. I think in general, I think everybody, right, wants to leave the planet better off than they found it for their children and for the future generations. And so, um, you know, one of the one of the things that we're really trying to focus on uh, within our consumer engagement is really focusing on educating people around unleaded 88 and the benefits of it, as we just talked about. And really also just educating people on the fact that they can use it. As, as I mentioned, again, you know, this product can be used on any vehicle 2001 or newer. It doesn't matter the type of vehicle it is. It can be used on any of those vehicles. And so a lot of times what we find is just people don't understand that they can actually use it. And so it's just having a simple conversation with someone about the fact that it can be used and it's good for the environment and it's good for for all of us to uh, reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Yeah, that change in behavior is always the toughest thing to do, right? That's right. That's right. That's always tough. And, and you know, what we have found is um, just by sitting down and having a conversation with somebody and just talking to them, uh, it doesn't take long for someone to realize that it, it's a, it's a something you're worth trying. And I, I always just encourage people, you know what, go give it a try. Uh, you know, go give it a try. You won't see any difference, you know, from a, fuel efficiency perspective. Uh, it's negligible. Uh, I, I've used it for many, many years. I've, I've seen, I, I don't know if I've actually seen a decrease uh, in the uh, fuel economy. Again, it's only 5% more ethanol uh, in that fuel. And so it's, it's really not very much. And I, I just haven't really seen a difference. The other thing I'd point out too is uh, from a car manufacturer perspective, an auto manu- manufacturer perspective, all the auto manufacturers have approved the use of unleaded 88. Uh, I think I think it's something like more than 93% of any any vehicle 2019 or newer have been approved uh, for use of unleaded 88 by all the auto manufacturers, right? So when you think about General Motors, you think about Ford, you think about uh, Volkswagen, all those large manufacturers that are out there, you know, they're they're explicitly approved for use in all those vehicles. And so as people look at buying new vehicles, uh, they don't have to worry about the fact that they're you know, they, they, they can go to the pump and they can put in a cheaper price fuel, uh, better fuel for the environment, all those things we've talked about, and uh, the auto manufacturers support it as well. Did that, was that like a long time coming? Was that a long process to get like that stamp of approval from GM? Because I would imagine, you know, they're a huge company. Everything they do carries a lot of weight. Is that Was that a, a, a tough thing to do to get the, the auto manufacturers on board or was it kind of laying out to them the benefits, the math, the the science of it all, and, and they were on board quickly. Yeah, I think, you know, you know, when the government approved it back in 2011 for all vehicles, I think the manufacturers, you know, they did quite a bit of testing. I think 
uh, the literature I've led is unleaded 88 has been the most tested fuel in all of history. I think mm -hmm. there were, the government has tested uh, 80 some vehicles and they've been tested for 6 million miles worth of road use. And, and through all of that, all of those miles, so you think about 6 million miles of testing that's been done with this fuel, they found zero issues uh, with that fuel uh, in any aspects of it. And so as that, as that took place, I think the car manufacturers really started to step up and say, hey, this is a fuel that can be used. I think in my vehicle that I've got, I've, I've actually got in my owner's manual that it explicitly says it can be used for E15 or unleaded 88. And so, you know, I think it's been an involvement, but I think the car manufacturers clearly see, you know, the benefit. And, and I think the, the car manufacturers, the auto manufacturers, right, they're looking for ways to help the environment as well, right, going forward. And, and, uh, you know, unleaded 88 is a great option to do that. So. And so, it's hard to see a downside here. I mean, you're providing jobs local or, you know, within uh, the country here, you're saving money, you're better for the environment. I mean, am, am I missing a downside here? No, no I, right? I, no, <laughs> I, I think you, you, you are. And, and, you know, I look at it as, you know, I was in the military for a while and I look at it as why not support a, a product that really is grown right here in the United States, right? We all, I think in general, we all want to buy American made, right? right? To the extent we have the ability to do so. Well, guess what? Unleaded 88 E15 is American made. And what better than that is the fact that we can put something in our, in our vehicles today that's American made and has so many more benefits and can save same folks money at the pump. I, I looked this morning, the national gas, uh, the national average for fuel is about 380 a gallon right now. And so, uh, and when you look at that, that's about the same as what it was last year. So, you know, when you think about saving 11 cents per gallon on average, that's what, again, what I sold today or what's what I saved this morning. Uh, and it's, it's been higher than that. I think that's a big win for American consumers. And that whole idea of corn grows Iowa. I mean, you guys obviously are very deep working in the industry, but I would imagine tons of friends, family, people, you know, are connected to, to the corn industry in some way, right? In the state. Yeah, it's not just the farmers, excuse me, it would also be, you know, anyone that's hauling grain, anyone that's an agronomist, someone that works at a lot of the industry, agribusinesses, um, the ethanol plants, the livestock industry. So um, it's not just, uh, you know, someone who you might think is a farmer, but, you know, Ryan and I would also be employed and part of that uh, jobs created by agriculture here in the state. So it's far reaching and uh, we're all proud to be involved with uh you know, this states or, you know, the uh, the number one industry in the state is agriculture and we're proud to be a part of it. And, and I know you've to that, you know, when you think about Iowa agriculture and agriculture in general, you know, it touches every single person on the planet. You know, there's not a person in the world that I know of that doesn't consume food. Right. And so American agriculture is doing and Iowa farmers are right there doing everything they can to to feed and fuel the world. Mm -hmm. And continue to do that in a very, very sustainable manner. Iowa, Iowa grows more corn than any other country in the world. So Iowa grows more corn than uh, any other country, right? And so when you look at those numbers, uh, we have an amazing story to tell, and our farmers are working hard every day to tell that story. And and we have the ability to, you know, offer unleaded 88 at the pump, but we also have the ability to go out there and uh, have enough food uh, to to also. Uh, feed the world as well. So it's a great story to tell. Mm -hmm. So what's what's in the future? I mean, I know that 
conservation is is big and in order to be able to have this be a sustainable product that you can grow in the soil but how do you kind of envision the, the future of the corn industry and kind of pushing that forward you know uh you know i've mentioned that iowa continue, iowa farmers and american farmers continue to grow more corn we're going to have a large uh, carry out which is really the the amount of corn left at the end of this uh next coming marketing year and so it's really up to all of us to continue to find new uses for corn. And so within Iowa Corn, we're working on several opportunities for new uses of corn. Uh, we have our own team here that's working hard every day, working with a lot of industry partners. Uh, when you look at the starch in a, in a corner of kernel of corn, uh, there's a lot of opportunities to be able to make that into different things. So you can go take that into, uh, you can take that into clothing, right? You can take that into plastics. Uh, one of the other big areas that is coming is uh, sustainable aviation fuel. So, you know, corn ethanol today has a has the, the a proven technology to be able to take ethanol today, make it into ethylene, and then turn around and make it into sustainable aviation fuel. And the American ethanol industry is really, really poised to be able to take advantage of that. The U.S. government has put out a, a goal uh, of 3 billion gallons of sustainable aviation fuel by the year 2030. And uh, the U.S. ethanol industry and Iowa corn farmers are ready to, to make that happen. We have, the, uh, we have the product today to do it. Uh, the technology is available to do it. And the airlines are really looking at a way to reduce their carbon footprint. And we have the, the product and the, the ability to do that today. So that's really exciting for us. So you, you don't want to just power the roads. You want to power the skies as well. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Very cool. And we touched on it. Uh, it's just a, a small portion of the corn grown in Iowa is the type of sweet corn that you actually eat. And, uh, you know, so much more is for all of the other industries. But the, the very important question I have for both of you that we asked both of the mascots is when you pick up a ear of sweet corn, how do you eat it? Do you go typewriter from left to right or are you one that rolls it and eats around the cob like that? Typewriter for me, absolutely typewriter. That's how my parents taught me was typewriter. So I'm, I'm typewriter. <laughs> yeah, that delicious one percent. So only one percent of corn grown in Iowa is uh, sweet corn that you enjoy. The other ninety nine percent is field corn that is used for the other four thousand products. And I'm also a typewriter. So and I also love to cut it off the cob and enjoy it at uh, and freeze it. Can't wait for Thanksgiving and Christmas to enjoy some more uh, delicious Iowa sweet corn. I know I, I cut it off. You eat it. I'm a typewriter guy. My wife is one of those weird ones that cut that goes around in a circle, and I don't, I don't know how we ever, you know, met that way. But you know, somehow when you cut it off the cob too, like how I'm giving it to my son, like it, it tastes just way better than by, like cooking it out of a bag too. It just something about it is so much better. Yeah. Well, during Ragbri this year, we uh, served up 10,000 years of sweet corn along the route. So people from across the country, uh, across the world, really, we had you know global audience uh, riding their bikes across Iowa, enjoying Iowa sweet corn. And it was an interesting way to watch everyone enjoy their sweet corn. And there are many ways to enjoy sweet corn that I didn't even realize. So, Do you have a favorite way to prepare it or enjoy it? Um, we roasted it okay, and then dipped it in butter and handed it to them. We had no complaints, not one complaint, uh, 10,000 years. So everyone enjoyed it. Oh, man, that sounds delicious. Yes, it was. And harvest, you know, September, I mean, this is one of the best months for corn, right? 
It is. Yeah, our farmers will be out there rolling soon. We always say we don't know how good the crop will be until it's in the bend. So we'll uh, see what it looks like. And it is a time just to remind everyone to be safe. Uh, Farmers are out in their fields. Their families um, all want them to come home safe as well. Um, But yeah, our farmers will be hitting. It's dry out there. The drought has definitely been a, a factor this year. Um, across most of the country and across our state too. But um, harvest will be starting here mid-September. We've seen some chopping already, some seed corn coming out. Um, And yeah, our farmers will be getting really anxious and busy um, starting now through, I'm guessing, early November. I know, Ryan, I just cut you off. Sorry about that. No, that's great. And and our farmers are, are gearing up for harvest. That's absolutely right. Uh, you know, they're getting their combines ready. They're getting their uh, tractors ready to get out there. Um, so it, it should be a good fall. And uh, we'll see what the crop actually looks like as we get into harvest. And it's always challenging, right, with the fall in Iowa State, Iowa, and all the football that happens. But our, our farmers go out there and they get it done every day, every year. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, we'll see those farmers in action all across the state. And uh, coming up, the all the teams competing on the field for the Cyhawks series. I know the Hawkeyes took a early lead in the series with a uh, two to one win in women's soccer, but uh big football game coming up this weekend, actually, when we, when we release this, uh, this weekend coming up between the Cyhawks and the Hawkeyes down in Ames. So Ryan and Shannon, we appreciate your time this morning. Thank you for all of the insight on Iowa corn. It's a great website, iowacorn.org about all of the advocacy work, all the information, plus like Shannon mentioned, some cool t-shirts that you can buy too. So uh, we appreciate your time greatly. And thanks for all the insight on uh, Iowa corn. Thank you. We appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks, thanks we'll, Chris. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the quick cast. Hey, we'll see you next time.